something say hi why are you being so quiet right now <laughs> hey we're down here in college station texas for the nrl championship 2019 and the luxurious la quinta however you say the hotel but uh hanging out in the hotel room we're getting right getting ready to go out to dinner with uh, some of the shooters and we want to knock this podcast out with you guys so a few things that we're going to talk about is some of the stages. We got the match booklet. We looked through the stages, and we picked out easy, oh shit stage, and then a mind fuck stage. So we'll go over that in a little bit. But first, we're going to start off with uh, just how our travel went. Um, we took two different methods of getting here. I drove, and Ray I flew. flew. Yeah, and then I ended up running into Kelly and Mike um also travis gibson on the airplane yeah so um just you know we we took two different ways of getting here and you know my route was a little bit longer but i think easier ultimately i got to see the the beautiful western texas i mean if you guys have never seen western texas then uh you're not missing anything so um what <laughs> you see what i wrote down there yeah, the unicorn dick. <laughs> it's a unicorn dick barrel. Barrel. I mean... That thing is actually majestic. It is majestic. If you guys haven't saw it, go check out uh, the Max Ordnance Instagram page, okay? My, I'm a little jealous myself. My new build from DMR, okay? I, I did the paint jobs myself. Um, i always switching barrels out, so for me, it's just not cost-effective to do Cerakote. So I went to town with some colorful spray paint. And, some uh, rattle can job. And, uh, you know, I used Ray's Cricut machine to cut out some Max Ordnance stickers out of, I don't know, glitter. Vinyl. Glitter vinyl. I yeah. mean. Some sparkliness. This thing is just epic. I don't know if I'll ever be capable of outdoing this one. What stock are you going to put it in? I'm going to put it in the XLR. Okay. I, yeah. I, let the barrel stand out by itself. I mean, it's going to be, oh my gosh. Uh, I can't wait to shoot it. I did bring it as a backup gun, even though it doesn't have a single round down the tube. Okay, I know, when I, I say bring saying. a backup gun, I mean bring a complete backup gun, not a gun that's in pieces. Well, thankfully, this time <laughs> I brought a primary rifle and a backup rifle that are the same. Yes, but there's no stock. There's no scope. That's there's, true. But unless I have some kind of... You don't even know the of, MV. Unless I have some kind of catastrophic failure, I can just start Frankensteining one to fix the other. So you just brought a lot of parts. <laughs> you didn't bring a bag of gun. You bought backup parts. I really just brought it because I want to show it off to everybody. Okay. So uh, anyways... Um, you know, we mentioned it last episode, but if uh, any companies out there are interested in uh, advertising at our training facility, hit me up at tyler at maxordnate.com. We've got a whole package put together. We've got really good methods and fun ways to get companies involved and get your names out there. So uh, check that out. Email me if you're interested, and we're just going to keep moving on. So about the NRL championship, right? 
I don't know how many squads there are. Um, if I remember correctly, there's what's supposed to be a hundred and something shooters here? Yeah, I'm not quite sure myself. Um, but I do know that in my squad, squad five, there is eight shooters. And in your squad, there are eight shooters. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that includes ourselves or not, though. There might be nine. I don't know. But uh, so squads aren't very big. Hopefully that helps us kind of move through each stage, um, you know, quickly. And, um, you know, we, we got to shoot on the range today. So we came in. We zeroed our rifles. I didn't have any issues. I, I mean, my windage was off by a tenth. I laid down, set everything up. I felt good. Slight, you know, send some rounds down range. Dial left point one, and I was solid. I mean, it, that gun is just, it's hammering. You know, one whole groups, and I don't even have to look. But how is your baby doing? Uh, it's doing really well. Uh, when I first was fire forming, I had a velocity, right? Say velocity A. And then after I had my fire form brass, I did another load up. And then it was good of the fire forming load. So I had velocity A. So <laughs> virgin brass and fire form brass gave me the same velocity um, same point of impact. So I was like, okay, well, I can bring some virgin brass and bring some, you know, first fire. Yeah. And it would run the same. But today I uh, used a magneto speed and chronoed both lots, and one was running faster than the other. Okay. So, I mean, I basically just said on radio that I don't have any excuses for this match. My gun is just crushing so if, if i'm if if there's any issues it's totally me is that your excuse for this match no my oh. rifle is shooting really well like the groups are amazing yeah so let's talk about that uh what's that little machine doohickey thing called it's called the shot marker shot marker so they had this thing set up and you would shoot at an ipsic target to confirm to confirm right at 500 yards and this thing measures your groups at Whatever distance you set it? The 500, yeah. Okay. And then it, it measures it electronically, so you can see it like on the computer screen. Yeah, I mean, it, the system is, is really badass. Um, and I had walked away from the zero line, and I didn't hear that Ray said, hey, I'm going to go do this shot marker thing. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Whatever. Well, I just, I, when I was zeroing, I threw down a really good group. And I was like, I'm going to do the shot marker side stage like right now. So I'm like wandering around trying to find Ray and I eventually find her. She's like, yeah, I shot it. And I saw her name written on the whiteboard. It was like Ray 1.85 or, or some 1.86 1. Yeah. inches at 500 yards. And I'm just like, all right, I'm not shooting this. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to run away with it. I mean, that's a solid group at 500 yards, but somebody edged you out by a yes, tenth of an Mike inch. Yes, Mike did. Oh man. Was it even a tenth of an inch? It wasn't even, <laughs> but it's okay. Um, I, I did pretty well. I mean, I didn't, you know, I, even when I was shooting, I had a break position. Man. <laughs> I still got that group. It was it was pretty exciting. That was 
That was a pretty awesome group. I'm not going to lie. So, yeah, I, I didn't even lay down. I was like, mm, no, I'm just going to not do this one. Right and now, so. I, I was really surprised because I haven't really tested this out at distance yet. And it was my first time actually using my new dies. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. And I guess it worked well. My reloading is good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that shot spotter thing is just, I mean, it's badass. But uh, Mama needs one. <laughs> I, you know, aside from not wanting to lose to you, I guess I just mentally didn't want to lay down, shoot my rifle, and print some fucked up group, and then have this, you know, thing in the back of my head, like, oh, is it me? Is it the rifle? You know, like, I just want to go into the match with a clean head and, you know, not know anything I don't need to know. So, yeah, sometimes you can get into your own head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but then after that, you know, we got to uh, shoot out to distance, out to 1,100 yards. And, you know, that was pretty straightforward. I thought I would start at 1,000. I think we both started at 1,000. Correct. And I could hit the big target. I, don't, I forgot what size it was. It was it was pretty generous. But then I go to the small one, the one MOA target, and I couldn't hit it. I could see the impacts, but I couldn't hit the freaking target. And, uh, you know, it was, it was busting my balls a little bit. And I was holding at 1,000 yards, I was holding about one mil right for wind. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there was some decent wind today. Uh, so I back off from the 1,000. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to 800. So I go to 800, hit the big one, can't hit the small one. I'm like, son of a bitch. And you had already abandoned the thousand and went I, to I what? went to um <laughs> you went to the six yeah well then I started using my virgin and then I changed my velocity and I started hitting um the small targets is it like two MOA one MOA one MOA yeah, oh, yeah. dang <laughs> I know oh I did well then I hit the one MOA from six seven eight nine um and that's what I did and I got all first round impacts with that virgin mm-hmm. um brass and I was really happy. And then I was like, okay, let me use the Once Fire, which was was giving me the good groups and good SDs. And I couldn't do it with my good ammo. <laughs> yeah. So well, I had to do the same thing. I, I have, you know, I left 800, came in closer, went to 600, and I'm using Ballistic Arc, uh, Geo Ballistics, Ballistic Arc on my phone. I got my atmospherics all updated. You know, I got the density altitude. Like, I'm. I'm double checking everything and it's 600 yards bam one MOA target okay now I'm happy so what was happening at these other distances I could see the impact and it just wasn't registering at that moment that you know at the thousand and the 800 I'm seeing the impacts low but I'm actually my bullet is going right over the top of these targets and impacting a pretty decent ways behind it yeah and uh I think you're giving me the wrong corrections. I, I was. I was spotting the round, spotting the impact, and then giving you a correction from what I saw. But it wasn't. It wasn't clicking in my head that there was that much distance flat line behind the target. Thought you were a professional. Oh my god. So <laughs> you might agree. <laughs> so I went back to the 800 and I shot at that one MOA target, and then I'm like, boom, there it is, right? I watched that trace all the way through. I'm like, holy shit. I've been shooting over it, so brought my my elevation down. Now we're we're shooting at one MOA targets. I only came down a tenth of a mil. Yeah. But that was enough to either miss over or hit. 
And uh, yeah, it's one of my targets. I mean, they're pretty small. Yeah. So then I went to a thousand, and then we finished on the eleven hundred. Yes. And uh, so now I'm pretty happy with my dope. Um, I would say that you know I use a magneto speed. You use magneto speed, but ultimately I went with what I was hitting with downrange. And I plugged that into the GeoBosix calculator and trued out my muzzle velocity using, using their uh, muzzle velocity correction feature. And, you know, a little bit of muzzle velocity change is not much different from what the magneto speed said. But I will say, you know, at those extended distances, right, 10, 15 feet per second. It matters. It matters it by matters. a tenth of a mil. Yeah. And, you know, for all of you out there wondering why we're always talking about, like, SDs or extreme spreads when it comes to our reloads, like standard deviation. Uh, well, if you have a, let's say, a standard deviation of, you know, 10, then, you know, we're talking like a tenth of a mil, possibly more at 11, 1200 yards that you could be high or low. So that's why we, uh, we chase these small, you know, standard deviations and things like that with our reloads. So um finally happy you know got the rifle dialed in um i also went through and i don't know if you did this but i went through and i checked uh obviously when i zeroed i checked my parallax right mm -hmm. and then uh you know i found that one spot where it was absolutely perfect and i put a little tick mark on my parallax knob and then i went 500 800 and then a thousand and eleven to see if there was a difference but i put all these markings on my scope i wanted to have that quick reference point and uh you know just double check that you know my parallax sitting was good i'm not having the target move behind the reticle and things of that nature so i did check and mine lined up pretty well yeah yeah um so there's that i mean today was just a good day of you know verifying things and and trying to get that warm and fuzzy uh, once you know things start to go down tomorrow so, i had that warm and fuzzy for a little bit did you and it was snatched from me <laughs> <laughs> maybe i was just playing mind games but uh anyways so um you know pretty cool venue here the a lot more wind today than I expected. I'm I'm curious if it's going to be that same tomorrow and Sunday. You know what I wish we did was go on the props. I I saw people on the props, but we had already gotten our match booklets. Yeah, I didn't I didn't know you can get on the props until after we got our match booklets, and I'm like, oh, you can actually practice, and but too late. Once you get your match book, you Can't cannot. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I think we'll be okay, though. I mean, yeah. uh, it is what it is. So there is one cool thing. you got some vendor setups here, like Leupold was here, and we got to check out their scopes, their spotting scope. You know, I use a Leupold spotting scope, and now I have the Mark V on my rifle. And there's also, what, short action precision here? Yes. So I want to bring them up. they got a really cool setup here. All kinds of stuff. If you forgot something or you need something, I mean, chances are they got it. I mean, they they brought a lot of stuff with them. Yeah. And what was cool is they had this new product out. It's for the. Go ahead. The SkyPod. Uh, it it's like a little lever, so you can adjust the tension 
for the swivel. Yes. Yep. So you can swivel left and right, and instead of it just being an Allen key or whatever you know tool you might need, this is a toolless feature. So, so now, it is not released yet. It'll be released next week, so for you guys to purchase on Monday. <laughs> yep. So Monday it should be on their website. But if you got a, a Skypod or a MDT bipod, uh, you should go check it out. It's a Really cool addition. I'll actually post it on my Instagram tonight. A little video on uh, how it works and how to install it. Gotcha. And what was your Instagram again? My Instagram is uh, the number nine. I was just kidding. Underscore dolls. We all know who you are. Maybe some people (laughs) don't know who I am. All right. So we read through the matchbooklet. We went out to what kind of, we went to lunch. Where was that place? What was it? It's a Pokey. Pokey. Pokey, yes. Uh, I'm not even going to get into that. I, just, I feel like I got conned into that somehow. But I asked you what you wanted to eat. I was expecting like poke chips, you know, like the chips that you get at like Applebee's. They didn't have any of that. Let's just forget about it, okay? I lived through it, and that's all that matters. So while we were there, we're going through the match booklet. We came up with this idea, right? Instead of reading every stage to you guys, we want to talk about three categories, right? We got the easy stage, where you're reading this and you're like, this is a stage that I should clean. I should, you know, it doesn't seem that difficult. I expect to do well. And then you have that oh shit stage where you're like reading this and you're like, holy fucking shit. Like, this could go bad. And then you also have the mindfuck stage. And this was Ray's idea where you have this stage where it potentially could go wrong if you lose that mental, uh, what is it, edge, capacity, yeah. you know, where you're just, you, you have that brain fart and then bam, you know, you get bit on a stage that you probably shouldn't have got bit on. So we're going to start with the easy. My easy stage was stage seven, okay? So I'm going to read stage seven off to you. It is... The Texas Twist Barricade, brought to you by Vortex, right? It's a 12-round stage. You get two minutes to start position, hold rifle in your arms, mag in, bolt back, all right? Upon the start signal, you will move to the first position on the right side of the barricade and engage target G, 8-inch popper, at 315. Next to the stump with two rounds from each of the six positions. So you got six positions on this barricade and you have to engage this 8 inch popper at 315 twice from every position. So the reason I chose this as my easy stage is because of the size of the target. I don't know what the barricade looks like but it's almost a 3 minute of angle target. Okay, think about it. It's a big target and it's close. The positions are going to be Fucked up. Okay, they might be screwed up positions, but I'm still <laughs> I'm still putting this down as this should be that I got eleven or twelve out of twelve. Or maybe they just mixed in that feel good stage because they're there's some brutal the ball stages. Yeah. <laughs> Our next. But we'll update you guys tomorrow night on how this all panned out. But I'm gonna stay stage seven is my this is a cleanable stage, right? This this stage should be a pretty easy stage. Now, there's six positions, so obviously you'll be hustling a little bit in, inside two minutes, but come on. Eight-inch target, 315 yards. So, all right, Ray, hit us with your easy stage. My easy stage would be stage eight, and then um, it's 10 rounds, 
Uh, two minutes, start port arms, mag in, bolt back. Upon the start signal, engage the target at 120, prairie dog, and at 307 with two rounds from three of the fence rails. You must shoot all the three heights of the rails, and then you will move to the gate and shoot two heights from the middle of the gate. So I like it that you can choose three of the heights. So I'm of course I'm going to okay. choose the lower three, and the distance 120 and 307 it, is not that far. Oh, it's it, target. So 120. I was going to throw that out there. The targets are marked by numbers. Oh. This is target 120. The distance is 307. 307 I'm still good with. With Prairie Dog. Yes, sir. I saw this stage, and the only thing that kind of was like, eh, is it easy, is it not, is, you know, those Prairie Dogs are amazing. (laughs) They're amazing if you're, you know, your dope is off a little bit. Yeah. But they really suck if the wind is 15, 16. Yeah, you know. Have you checked the wind tomorrow? No, I didn't. Not yet. But, uh, so stage eight is Ray's easy stage. But I kind of agree with her. She gets to choose the heights that she shoots from. So that goes into some of her mental planning prior to the stage and how she kind of rehearsing it in her mind. Um, So now we're going to move on to the oh shit stage. And uh, my choice for oh shit stage was stage two. All right. This is uh, the DPS Cruiser KYL, Know Your Limits. Now, it doesn't read like it's a true Know Your Limits where you shoot and once you've missed the target, you lose all points and you're done. Right. That's typically how a Know Your Limits is. You have to stop when you think you've reached your limit. This one slightly modified but it's still called KYL it's brought to you by Nikon it's 10 rounds two minutes so upon start signal shooter will engage target 65 the 650 yard KYL rack left to right with five rounds only from the hood of the car hit to move on then move to the other position to engage target 85 which is the 850 yard KYL from right to left small to large with five rounds hit or miss move on so the reason i put this one as like the oh shit stage is you should have some well i know for myself i'm going to be watching that target and i'm going to be checking the mirage see how fast i think the wind is going um you're going to get to shoot all 10 rounds and you shoot at a target on the first rack 650 right you don't get to go to the next target until you hit. Now, the bonus side of this is you can only shoot five rounds at the 650-yard KYL. So you shoot once, you miss, you shoot twice, you miss, you shoot three times, you miss, then four and five, you get a hit, awesome. You still got to go to the next position and shoot at the 850. Now, the 850, you're going to start from the smallest target and work your way to the big. This one is... If you hit or you miss, you're still going to the next size target. So I say, oh, shit, because I could see this one. (laughs) Messing up the order. You can mess up the order, right? If the wind is howling out there, you could walk away. You could potentially walk away from this thing with, you know, a four. Yeah. So I call that my oh, shit stage. That one I'm going to pay special attention to. I'm going to make sure I'm 100% ready to go. I've got my wind calls. I slow myself down. I spot that trace, I see those impacts, and I make good corrections because I'm not going to want to waste rounds just 
trying to go as fast as I can. This is a stage that will bite you if you if you move too fast, you know? For sure. So I got your oh shit stage as stage nine. Stage we'll flip the page nine. here and you can tell us all about it. <laughs> stage nine is a troop change brought to you by Alpha Munitions. Twelve rounds, two minutes. Upon the start signal, you'll set up on the platform and engage to the left lane, A, B, and C in that order, far to near, with two rounds per target. Then you will transition to the right lane and shoot target HPL, near to far, with two rounds per target. The order you will shoot the target is A, B, C, HPL. And the first target starts at 1070, then it's 1012, 916, 861, 919 and 10:52. I can already see why you picked this as your oh shit stage because <laughs> there's some distance up in that shit right there. Yeah, and I I'm mean, shooting a six BRA. <laughs> I mean, hope I I haven't seen anything about magneto speed being on some of these targets, but I can I know 100% that when you and I were shooting at the two and three MOA targets at 1100, you couldn't see it. You couldn't see shit moving. No. So. Uh, hopefully they have some way of, of spotting these impacts because you're right, your round might not do anything to those targets. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, outside of, you know, energy at the target, there's some distance there, and um, it, it could be interesting. So Don't even say the W word. What? Huh? Go ahead. I want to hear the W word. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. 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 All right. And then the last category is the mindfuck stage. Ray, I'm just going to let you carry on because you picked stage <laughs> 10, which is right next to stage next 9. One. Okay. So my mindfuck stage is stage 10, the tiebreaker, brought to you by Coltac. Round count unlimited. You only get six points, though. Time is two minutes. Upon the start signal, Engage the targets WYX. 10 inch circles at 4, 5, and 600 yards from the prone position. Then you will move onto the window position and engage the 12 inch circle at 4, 5, and 600 yards. This will be a time stage and you'd be used as a tie breaker. So, unlimited rounds. Yeah. So, I'm thinking like, oh, I have unlimited rounds. I can go as fast as I want because, you know, it's only six points. A lot of people get into that mindset. Yeah, and and I want to do it fast because I want to, you know, I want to beat everybody. But are you going to be sloppy and miss a target and have to re-engage and lose that amount of time? Like, how are you going to play that? Okay. That's a good point. And with those points, I have one question to ask you. Yes, sir. Stage 10. What squad are you? 10. If this is your first stage, <laughs> which it might be. Yeah. Okay. If it's unlimited rounds and we're talking strategy, would you shoot at the first target just straight up to see what the wind is doing? Or would you make an effort to make a wind call on your first shot? I would make a wind call. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Because Depending on how windy it is. I mean, I'm just saying like... If you're stage 10, first stage of the day, you haven't shot anything else. There's 10 to 15 mile an hour winds blowing in the morning time. You get up and you're like, okay, I've got unlimited rounds. I've only got to get six hits. I'm not really sure what my wind call is. I could send that first round center, perfect, no wind call, 
see what happens, and then run the table. You could. You could. But I'm sure at, some people will do that. But it's at four, five, and six. Don't forget. That's true. Yeah, it's the distances. The distances are, are are changing. Yeah. But at the same time, like. I just want to hear what your answer was. I feel like I trained you well since you I, said I'm going to make a wind call. I'm going to make a call. It's like 20 miles per hour. I'm going to hold his inner. Unless I'm missing. You know, yeah. if I'm missing and I can't see where my impacts are, then, okay, I'll shoot at, you know, somewhere where I can spot it. Yeah. I mean, that's happened in a match before where I've seen, oh, I think it was down in Arizona. We were shooting and nobody could see the misses like if you hit the target boom you're good but if you miss it was going behind the target behind a berm you weren't seeing any impact you could just see a little bit of dust coming up and somebody got smart and shot one uh at the base of the target saw what their wind call was and then boom 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 you know so i mean it is there are strategies out there so if you're within the rules to do so then if your strategy gets you six points, then you succeeded, right? I mean... <laughs> Let's not give anybody any ideas, gamer. I, I'm not saying what's <laughs> right or wrong. I'm just saying, like, if the goal is to get six points and you do so within the rules... You within can't, the rules. You can't be mad yeah. at somebody for outgaming you. I mean... That's the name of the game, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, okay. So that's your, uh, your what was that? That was your mindfuck stage, right? That was right? my mindfuck stage. Okay, my mindfuck stage is stage 11. It doesn't seem very hard. Okay, it's a steel barricade brought to you by U.S. Optics. The round count is 10. You can get 10 points. You got two minutes. Upon the start signal, engage target T, as in tango, a 10-inch circle at 400 yards with two rounds from five different barricade positions. You may not reshoot any position that you have already shot from. Now, like I said, it sounds simple. It's a 10-inch circle. It's a two-and-a-half MOA target at 400 yards. It doesn't sound difficult, but the whole reason I put it at my mindfuck stage is we don't know what this barricade looks like. <laughs> It sounds like a PRS skill stage. It sounds though. like that, but, but PRS skill there's stage. There's five positions. Yes. So, and it's a steel barricade. And we ran into that one barricade over in Colorado or Utah where it looked like a spider web. And there was three positions that were awesome for short people. And then there was two positions like, oh, you're short? Sorry. Like, better luck next time you know <laughs> Stand on a bag. maybe in your next life you'll get a few more inches you know what be adaptable i uh, oh so this is why it's my mindfuck stage right <laughs> planning it out so it's like okay i need to stand on my tripod because i need <laughs> i need four extra feet <laughs> tripod is four extra. i'm just who taught you math <laughs> <laughs> so that's why it's my oh shit stage to make sure that I'm thinking about moving efficiently and effectively through this barricade for five positions and also taking the right gear I need to not suck through it, you know? Like, I don't want to be good at just three out of five stages. I want to do good at five out of five stages. I want to take my time. I want to make sure I, I feel comfortable with my game plan. So I put that down as this is my mindfuck stage. I need to make sure that I don't let it mind fuck me, right? 
And then... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Can we go back to, sorry, what we were talking about before in, in my group, my pretty good group at 500? Okay, let's talk about your group again. God, this whole podcast is just always about <laughs> you. No, but I... I was I always get asked and I always like kind of worry about like pre-fit barrels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like are they as accurate? You know, I I've always sent my barrels out to the gunsmith to get done. Like Dane usually always does my barrels. Okay. So this is the first time I had a pre, I ordered a pre-fit barrel from Impact Precision. So sure. I actually installed it in my my bedroom, <laughs> um, and it's solid. It's super accurate i am super happy with it and it's just so easy like i don't have to send my action i'll just order a new barrel from them now that action is from impact impact yes because their tolerance are so tight they can do this okay i mean i don't know much about i know it's a great action and i so smooth i felt it i know it's smooth um i you know like dmr you know if, if uh if I were to, you know, go to Dane and be like, hey, Dane, can you take all the measurements for my action so I could just have you spin me up barrels without me needing to send my gun in? I know he could do that. Is that, is that what we're talking about? Or they just hold such tight tolerances on these impacts that you're getting, I mean, it sounds like we need to dig di- deeper into this. Yeah. One. You know what? Maybe we can get one of them on there a we podcast. Go. We'll get Tate up on here and tell us all about that imp- impact precision life. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I would definitely agree with you. If the action is quality and you've got those tight tolerances, then getting those prefits is, you know, an easy day. But I did it. I put it on myself. I know. With no supervision. I know. And you know what? <laughs> Tate was even bragging about how well your rifle shot after you shot that group at 500 yards. <laughs> He's like, I didn't even put it together. She put it together. Right? <laughs> so, I mean, yeah. It's a, it's a good deal. Now you just call them up. Hey, I need a barrel. I need a barrel. Take my money, please. Yeah. So. And which it was really nice because they have them available on their website. Yeah. I don't have to wait for it. And then also their actions are like... Within, like, three weeks, you can get one. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. It it is. So, is there anything else about that group that you want to... No, I mean, okay, I lost. (laughs) Let's just say that I lost, but I'm still proud of it, Okay. you know? Okay. Um, One other thing we want to talk about is... um, We... we, Both of us use Geoballistics Ballistic Arc on our phone... And uh, that has served us for the past couple of years as our ballistic solver, right? Um, the thing works amazing. It takes atmospheric data. It's a fraction of the cost when you talk about a Kestrel with ballistic AE or applied ballistics. Not saying those programs aren't great. It's just this is what we've been using. We like the features. We like how e- user-friendly it is, okay? And this is just this is going to make it all that much better. If you have the app and you're here at the match and you're listening to this, okay, go to Geoballistics Facebook or go to their website, geoballistics.com. They have the, what is it, the, what do they call that thing? The range, range card. card. They have the range card for the NRL uh, championship. So you can literally get the link, download it onto your phone or, or you know however you get it to your phone and upload every stage for the NRL championship into your ballistics arc. You don't have to go through the matchbook and do it. It's already been done. So uh, that's a really cool feature. 
and uh, <laughs> Ray is pointing her spirit fingers at me right now because prior to this podcast, we had to make a point to stop by to pick up batteries and nail polish because <laughs> Ray wanted to paint her fingers and toes to match her rifle. I was inspired by Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> You guys can all be the judge tomorrow of how well she succeeded. Oh, Tyler was like, <laughs> what'd you say with my, my toes? I, you know, you're, <laughs> I, you know, you're a dude because I mean, if you guys saw her toes, you'd be like, what the hell? Right. Uh, her toes, uh, in my opinion, her toes look better than her fingers, though. Right? <laughs> I had made that comment when she did her toes first. And then later I saw her fingers, and I'm just like... I was trying to do a pattern to match my rifle. So I, like, kind of... I don't know. You guys will see it. I think it'll look better with my hands next to my rifle. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, don't even, I don't even know where to go with this right now. I just, I'm still in utter shock of... How ugly they are. Yeah. It's okay. I like the red, though. The red was a great color. I just, it's what you did to with, the red. Yeah. With the, the silver. silver. It, yeah. yeah. I think I need black just to, like. Yes, just to throw another color in there just to really get it all. Then it would really match my rifle because it's red, silver, and black. Right. Right. Yes. Uh, so, anyways, if you see Ray tomorrow, uh, Squad 10, make sure you check out her, her fingernails. And, hell, have her take her shoes off while you're at it so you can compare how well she did her fingers to her toes. But uh, I will not take off my shoes. <laughs> uh, outside of that, I mean, oh, there was one more thing I want to talk about. I'm not going to mention his name, right? Uh, but I'm going to bring this question up to you, all right? Okay. Not, not mentioning any names, not throwing any... Do I have to answer this? Yes, you do. Okay. Not throwing any companies under the bus or anything, but there's a shooter here. Okay. I'm friends with. You're right. friends with. All right. Okay. And, um, you know, his rifle shooting well. Okay. But his optic. Eh, kind of, he's, he's doubting it a little bit, right? Okay. Um, he can't zero it. It, it won't zero. So whatever the turret's on right now, that's where it has to stay. Okay. And, you know, it wasn't. It didn't turn out too bad. It, he's 0.5 high on the dial. His rifle zeroed. Okay. But his dial says up 0.5. Oh, you can't float it. You can't float it. Okay. Yes. So um, outside of some other things that he had going on, you know, the question came up. I have an opportunity to swap out my scope. Now it's a different brand, right? But similar magnification, and I can zero it. What do you think I should do? So swap if it, it was out. you, you'd swap, swap it, it out. Swap it out for sure. I kind of said the same thing. I'm like, you know, just just go with you know something else, and uh, you know you don't want that to constantly be that. That thing in the back of your mind. Where yeah. Like, it's always something extra you can think about, and then it's going to mess you up somehow. Like, oh, I have to hold an extra 0.5, and then this, and then you're like, oh, did I do it already? Do I, did I not? You know? So I would just change it out right away. I agree. And not even have to worry about tomorrow. He did change it out. Okay. And I think you made a good choice. So that's what I would have done. That's what I said. Yeah. You know? But then at the same time, like, man, you know, I was like, ah, oh, buddy, you should, you should switch it out. And then at the other side of it, I'm like, well, what if it doesn't work out for him? Then it's like my fault. 
So no, he asked you a question. That's you gave true. him your opinion, and he can take it or not. And my opinion is swap it out. I think he made a good choice, and you and I both agree. So I think he's going to do pretty well tomorrow. Uh, better be on the lookout, Ray. Is he on my squad? Maybe. <laughs> so, um, anyways, we want to wish everybody a um, safe time tomorrow, right? Uh, don't forget that it is a competition, so uh, let the shit talking commence, okay? I love shit talking, so if you see me, feel free to say something, but you better be able to take it back. Right? Oh, I am so glad. So, this is the first, one of the first national matches that Tyler and I are both competing. But we're not in the same squad. Yeah, so they squatted us by how you're ranked on the uh, the national website or whatever. So we're we're split up. She's in one squad, I'm in the other. And so there's no heckling for Ray. I know. I don't. I'm, I've been looking who's in my squad, and I found Matt Nightski. I think me and him will. We already get along great, and we already talk shit to each other. So it's just going to be like it was meant to be. It was meant to be. Yes. <laughs> But uh, for all you guys competing tomorrow, we hope you guys have a safe, fun time, right? And leave it all out there, you know? Make good decisions. Um, compete as hard as you can, you know? Use every tool available to you. And, uh, you know, no matter where you finish at the end, hopefully you can walk away knowing that you did everything that you could to place as well as possible. And uh, Ray, I wish you a good time tomorrow as well. Uh, just good enough to finish underneath of me. <laughs> Maybe this is the match. <laughs> this is the match. It, it could be. It could be. I'll be. I, don't worry. Every time I get behind my rifle and look through my scope, I'll be thinking, "Don't lose the Ray. Don't lose the Ray. Don't lose the Ray." <laughs> so uh, we appreciate everybody listening. We'll be back tomorrow night to give you a rundown of how day one went for us. And we will be covering the part two of the optic mills, minutes, parallax, you know, the last episode we did, Ray. We yes. still haven't finished the scope portion, so we, we haven't forgot about it. We just wanted to get this podcast out there. We also got a few questions in, so we'll be answering those as well. Um, hope everybody has a good night, and we will catch you guys all tomorrow. Goodbye. Calling on me like a young OG, I'm a classic man. Your knees get met by the street, elegant, old-fashioned man. Yeah, baby, I'm a classic man. I burn through the hood like war. When everybody feeling so cold, I cool like that King Cole. And niggas get a bit of my glow. I got charm like a leprechaun, I'm a fucking